You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. the 12th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Deshaun Watson. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is draft day. It's another day as well. But as always, let me introduce my co-host, Cody Davis, to the right of me. What's going on, brother? Doing well, man. How you doing today? Happy in-game day, by the way. Happy in-game day. Yes. That movie's going to be three hours. I'm ready. Injected into my veins. You know what else is going to be three hours? The NFL Draft. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Are you excited? Not excited like I am for in-game, but no, yeah, I'm excited. Not. Of course not. I'm they're going to really like kind of hate us. Yeah, maybe we should just change the name. Locked on of in-game. They're locked on in-game. That's what it is. However, today we will hear from Thomas Welly. We're going to discuss the draft. Finishing off the, the the rounds, the later rounds of the NFL draft. We're going to discuss that. That is what we're going to be on today. Uh, quick news. A little bit. The Texans are not looking to trade Jadavian Clowney at this point in time. Only way they would consider would be uh, receiving a huge offer uh, from somebody that will be involving a draft pick per John McCain, McLean from the Houston Crown. So he has mm-hmm. he's a pretty credible source. Yeah, we've been discussing a lot lately about the possibility of a trade. Uh, with uh, with with Clowney because of the contract situation because of where he is standing, uh, right now. So that is interesting. I think what they are doing is putting it out there a little bit, just saying, "Hey, we're not actively shopping, but we're actively shopping." So if you if you're a window shopping, we have a store for you. We have a, a guy that has a pretty nice price, but I'm pretty sure you'll like it. And I, I know you're against that, Cody. I've seen a lot 100%. of people that's been against that. But it don't make no sense. Today will be the day if we will see a trade or not. Please not for Clowney. We'll see that if it happens, maybe day two. A lot of times, a player like Clowney, um, a trade will come in the first round. So I don't think after round one. I think if it doesn't happen after round one. Then we safe? Safe-ish. Mm. Safe is. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen with that. As promised, we are going to discuss the draft today. Won't keep you guys too long. However, listen, if you are in your car, guys, check this out. Real cool thing. It's neat. You have a smartphone. I know you do. Everybody does it, unless you're like your 87 year old grandma. If you have a smartphone, you get into your car, just tell your smartphone, hey, play Locked On Texans podcast. That's all you got to do. And it's going to play either from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalayas, the new sport app, and Megaphone. Also, you can catch the show on YouCanArgueThatSports.com, which is a sports media here in the city of Houston that was created by me, John, some sports guy Hickman, and Cody Davis. When we come back, we're going to hear from Thomas Welly about the draft. <laughs> 
Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. So we discussed oh, in the opening show that we were going to discuss the NFL draft, which is today. And so last week we were able to get a, a, a mock draft insider in for the Houston Texas Texans rather about what they're going to do with their first picks. Now we have to cover the remaining of the draft. Um, and I'm excited. You know, I like this guy very much. My man, Thomas Welly, what's going on? Hey, what's up, John? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Excited for the draft, of course. I know you are. You've been doing a lot of work, putting in mock draft work, really evaluating talent, what makes sense, what don't make sense for the Houston Texans. So, you know, we discussed a little bit of what we are going to do last week with the first round pick. Now let's go in depth with round two, three, five, six, and seven. Yeah, so uh, round round two. Uh, I think this is where um, the Texans need to make uh, their big their big splash. I think this, these two picks have got to be uh, starter caliber. They got to be able to be uh, plug and play dudes because this this kind of draft capital doesn't come around very often. Uh, and I understand that Giants and the Raiders and now the recently acquired Seahawks have have a uh, this kind of capital, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen where a team has multiple picks in, especially in the first, uh, the first hundred. Uh, and back to back for the second round. In the whole draft. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so these, these two, these two picks need to be, need to be, uh, need to hit really hard. And, um, so what I did and as, as we went on, as we, as we went on from, uh, last week, uh, I took Andre Dillard at 23 and I think he's a five dream. Um, I think I would. I think, like I said, in, in two minutes, Brian Brian Game would be getting that card in. Um, but at uh, at fifty four, I had uh, Trevor Mullen uh, from from Clemson. I think he's a I think he'd be a great asset uh, to that secondary. And then uh, at fifty five, I had another offensive lineman, Chris Chris Lindstrom, out of um, uh, Boston College, to play on that right side. And I think. I think with the line of um, Andre Dillard, Martinez Franken, Nick Martin, Chris Lindstrom, and Sancho Henderson, I think that's a good way to start protecting Sean Watson. Right. So I definitely agree. Go heavy on the big boys a little bit. Make sure you get that corner out of Clemson. I like him as well because last time we saw him, look what he did and the damage in the national championship game against Alabama. He won defensive MVP of that game. So I believe he is a stud. I definitely like the pipe dream of Andre Dillard. And, you know, we've discussed it about, uh, we've discussed the possibility of not going left tackle, but going with right tackle. If Reisner is there, they like versatility. At least Bill O'Brien does. So that is going to be big. Now, looking at the third, fifth, sixth, and seventh round, this is where me and Cody go back and forth a little bit, a lot, whether something should be done later on rather than early, and the, the fans are really checking out what should we do uh, in a lot of positions. Let's analyze what do you think should happen at round three. See, I think I think the the Texans could go one of two ways. I think they address the safety needs because Andre Howe retiring threw us all through a loop. I know it made me uh, rethink my whole draft uh, process because that's a big holder still. Andre, whether whether people know it or not, Andre Howe was a huge part of the Texans for the past four years, ever since he got drafted, 
in the seventh round, um, and that's a that's a that's a need. So the and then another another area where it could be uh, it could be a good time to go running back as well. Um, and so I don't think he's gonna he's gonna flip to to here, but I have written down uh, Darnell Savage, Maryland. Um, I think he is a stud and. and down, oh my gosh. Like I said, I don't think he's flipping down, but in this case, he's flipping down to that fourth pick at 86, and uh, that's what that's what I think. If, if he's there, nothing else should matter. Nothing else at, uh, at that safety position. At the safety position? Yes, sir. Now, if, if he's not there, and I know you touched on uh, a running back knee, if, we, if we, you touched on a running back knee, what running back would you decide to go with? So I think all the uh, – this, at this point, I think there's going to be a big old run on uh, running back. And in the fourth round, uh, I think Trevion Williams will still be there. I love this dude. Um, you know, local local boy. Um, Aggie myself. Ah. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm not, you know. I try to I try to stay away from I try to stay away from all that, but I I love this dude's pass protection. I love this dude's third down back abilities, and I think I think that's what he he could fit into. Now, like I said on the last show, I think with Deontay Foreman getting uh, getting back into a groove and getting getting healthy for this season, I think uh, I think Lamar Miller is is on his way out. I I think if Deontay Foreman puts on a good show. This season and then in the last year of his con in the last year of Lamar Miller's contract, I believe it is. He might he might have another one, but if Deontay Foreman shows up and Kevin Williams comes in to be that down back and that blocking back, I think um, that would be a good pick there uh, for the next game. Okay, and that's for the uh, fifth round. I know the Texans don't have a uh, fourth round pick this year. Right, correct, correct, sorry. Sorry. right. Of course, I've been, of course, yeah. Now, sixth round, and before we even move on, I'm I'm on the mindset of, and I saw uh, one of your mock drafts where you had us selecting Scarlett Johnson in the seventh round out of Florida. I personally thought that wouldn't have been a bad uh, a pick that late. A talent like Scarlett Johnson, who dealt with a lot of you know back and forth in Florida, who's going to be what, uh, and he was behind Jawan Taylor in that offensive line. I like that pick, you know. Uh, Cody, on the other hand, who's no, he, of course, he's right beside me. He believes that a running back position should be taken, maybe second round if you find that star, third round if you find a guy that you really like. I believe there's too many leaks right now in the Texans' house to go with a running back that early. But if if a team evaluates what they have and it wants to pick a guy, then who are us to say no? But I, I definitely think it's too early. With the fifth round, the fifth round is a, a round that you can really hit on if you do your due diligence and really do your homework. In the fifth round, what do you have? See, another, another, another running back. I'm sorry, sixth round. My apologies, sixth round. Yeah, let me uh, let me just say something again. I have uh, a, a mock. I'll mock this guy in uh, several mock rounds in my draft in the fifth round. Um, right, love is a guy that I see all the time. And yes, I like I show him. Up around that around that fifth round pick. So it's either I did a good Trevor Williams or uh Bryce Love, if he's there. Um I think he'll go early, late fourth, early fifth round. Um 
But if he's there, I think if they're if they are looking looking for a running back, I think he'd be perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Now in the sixth round, I think we need to start looking toward uh, getting some depth on that uh, on that receiving on the receiving side. Given given uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, uh, and some just some uh, some good insurance in case QT decides his injury, his hamstring injury decides to flare up again, or Will Fuller gets hurt again. You know, there's too many. I can't. I can't not because uh, wide receiver in this draft because of the the injury concerns we have at the wide receiver wide receiver minus DeAndre Hopkins. So with in this sixth round, I'm looking at. I got two. I got a uh, kind of. He was a running back at Tennessee. He came to. He transferred to Baylor. He and turned himself mm. into a. Uh, Sizable wide receiver Jalen Hurd. Yes, yes, I like Hurd. Jalen Hurd, I like, I like him. I like his speed. I like his size. And if I know Brian Gain, every every uh, interview I hear is all about high weight speed. Does does this player have the have the uh, parameters and the size and the just the numbers on him? And Jalen Hurd definitely does, has the numbers on him. Another guy in the complete opposite direction. I uh, I could definitely see going. And you know, uh, Bill O'Brien and and the Texas organization like like them Clemson them Clemson players get Deshaun his old running mate back. Uh, Hunter back. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. The thing about I don't mean to cut you off. The thing about Hunter Renfro and uh, the 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 Texans is we know the Texans love to kind of mirror themselves. Uh, after the, one of the the best organizations we've ever seen in any pro sport, the New England Patriots, and I think Winfro is a, a prototypical Patriot guy. He, he's he was in college all four or five years. It seems like ten. He's a good route runner. He's tough. He can stick his nose in. So um, I think that would be a a good look for them because they would have a guy that's very dependable. I agree. At what point do we really consider and, and look at, okay, we need some assistance in the interior defensive line department? See, and that's what, and that's where, and uh, for my next, my next pick would come in if, if he's off the board. Um, so that sixth round is looking, the fifth, sixth, fifth to sixth round, I'd be looking at uh, definitely getting help with that, if not in the seventh. Um, so, and that, that brings me, because we have an earlier pick in the seventh. We got in the trade, the Demarius Thomas trade, we got, uh, we swapped with, uh, with, a, with a giant pick. So we got, it's a really early round uh, um, in the seventh round. Um, so a lot of, a lot of talent could be there that we don't, that we don't really think about. But definitely want to, um, definitely want to fill that interior line hole that we let, that Christian Covington left. Right. And all those other dudes left, all those, um, all those guys who left the free agency, whether they didn't, um, they didn't sign them back, they didn't sign another team, whatever. Um, and that's when that's when I come in um, with uh, a defensive tackle from Alabama, Isaiah Bugs. I think this guy is underrated um, because he was sitting behind the likes of Quentin Williams and all those other dudes that that played that have been drafted before uh, before him. And Isaiah Bugs would. Definitely be uh, right behind DJ Reader. Reader in in that rotation, where however they decide to run their defense with with Romeo Cornell, and I think that he could be a stud pick. Because we got to remember when we draft. You remember when we drafted DJ Reader? I do. Fifth round. We, we did round. get him late. You know, and he, 
and he's turned he's turned into a stud, a stud of uh, of those tackles. JJ Watt has said he's the best in the league, and we can all see it. Um, so, and I think I think with the the people that we pick and the people that we've gone we're going with tonight is going to be uh, the perfect night to start it, and then it's up to Brian game and the rest of the front of and solidify this this team. All right, man. And tell the people that are listening, where can they find you and your everything that you have going on at? Yeah, so you can find me on my personal account. It's at T Welly Four. T at T W E L L E Four. I also run the Texans Mock Draft. It's that's under at Texans Daily Mock. Um, I I respond to pretty much anybody um, who wants to who wants to uh, comment on it and stuff like that. Um, uh, I love having conversations about my favorite team. Uh, so stop by uh, if you have to, if you if you disagree, say it. If you agree, say it. Just trying to get the conversation started and uh, reach uh, other Texas fans out there. So and I appreciate y'all for letting me on here talking about my team. And uh, good luck to y'all in the future. Thanks, man. We will be talking to you. Um, I'm sure pretty soon we have the draft later on, but we're going to bring you back in to really evaluate the draft after the players have been selected. Thank you, Thomas. Can't wait to see what happens tonight. You have a good one. All right. Thomas Welling. Interesting pick. I mean, he did kind of agree with a little bit what you said about picking and running back a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I know, Cody, you've been really big on that. Um, I'm still against it, but when we come back, anything you want to leave the people with before we come back? I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Nobody can tonight. wait. Everybody's like anxious right now for the NFL draft or if you a an MCU fanatic. You just have to throw that in. I have to throw that in. When we come back, more Texans talk before we get out of here. Don't go nowhere. That was Thomas Willie. You guys, uh, you know, he does his mock draft. He has everything that he has going on. Thank you for Thomas Willie for coming on to the show again. He's a regular old guest now. Yeah. Twice in two weeks. He had a... I'm excited to see how many he actually gonna have right. Yeah, you know what? That's the funny <laughs> thing about the funny thing about those mock drafts. It's kind of like eh, outside of the first two picks. Yeah, does it really ever happen the way that you predicted? Um, we gotta give him some. Let's say if he, say if he get one hundred percent right. Well, it's not gonna, Thomas, I think I'm NFL. Sorry, it's not gonna happen. I but. think NFL Network, uh, Houston Texans, might need to call him up. <laughs> <laughs> to work in their front office, if that is the case, um, that'd be interesting. That mm-hmm. would be interesting. I, I, not even I'm not gonna say all of them because it's once you get to the later rounds, those are never gonna really happen. I would like to see if he gets you know the first round right in the second round, and then you know after that, that'll be fun. But um, early on, we did kind of mention a little bit about what was said um, per John McCain. Uh, in regards to Jadavian Clowney at this point in time, only way they would consider the Houston Texans moving on from him would if they were to receive a huge offer, uh, which should involve high draft pick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the pregame, we discussed it a little bit. We're not going to hold you guys too long. Um, me and Cody, Cody and I, rather, you know, we discussed it, and I think it's very important to have an understanding on why trading him would be beneficial to the Houston Texans. And I believe it'll be beneficial to Jadavian Clowney. First and foremost, 
We know that Frank Clark got his contract. We know that Lawrence got his contract. We know that a Jadavian Clowney wants somewhere in the range of Khalil Mack or Von Miller. We know how much money that comes with. With this, this business of the NFL, we know that no matter what, we can talk about loyalty. We can talk about team fits. We can talk about a lot of things. Things, But one thing that is going to continue to reign supreme is money and structure. Hmm. And why do I say that? Well, I say that because if the Texans indeed decide to move on from Jadavian, this is a couple of things you have you can avoid. Paying him so much money where you can't fix holes on your team that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, if you do pay him that money, then, well, you're, yeah, you're going to lack in areas because you can't pay for it. And then in the, a couple years when you have to pay players that may be ex- excelling more than what Clowney is, well, they're going to walk because you don't have the money to pay for them. And what I, that's the money side of it. With the structure side of structuring an a, a offense and a defense and a team, period, you know, I mentioned this isn't the NBA where you only have a 15-man roster and then, like, the last five guys – they're not getting paid that much. This is the NFL where you have a 53-man roster where every guy, you know, more, put like this, more than 15 guys matter on the NFL level. More than 30, more than 40. So a structure of a team matters. If you were able to find a suitor who's going to give you, according to McCain, McLean here, a high draft pick, then yes, I think you should take it because you can knock out, you can fix two things at once. And I'm guessing if a team decides that we like Clowney so much, we're going to trade a high draft pick, guess what's going to happen to Clowney? He's going to get traded. He's going to get traded, but what's going to happen? But when Frank Clark got traded from Seattle and he got to Kansas City, what happened? He got his money. He got his money. So it'll work out for both parties. And I think for the Texans, yeah, we like Clowney. Yeah, I know, Cody, your thing, and you can you know touch on it. You don't like trading stars. I get that. But in other sports, stars are not necessarily traded because of, well, we can we have money to do a lot of things in other areas once we get you your money. And we only have to worry about, and I keep bringing up the NBA, we have to, we have to only worry about 10 or 12 other guys. And not even that much so because you know, a lot of times those guys are going to go back and forth to the G League. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the NFL, that money is more important. Because our salary cap isn't as high as other leagues in the NBA, you look at a, a guy like a star, maybe like Michael Conley, who was still in Memphis, he hasn't been anywhere. So they can afford to continue to ride that even though they haven't really did anything. They kind of plateaued. In the NFL, you only have a few years before you can say, okay, there needs to be a change somewhere. And if you look at Clowney, if you evaluate everything that he does, and I like Clowney as a player, even though I've been critical of him in a lot of areas, he's still a good player. Couple pro bros under his belt. He's a star. But if you have the opportunity, especially if I am Brian Gain, this is my first full offseason going into the draft. I don't have to worry about any lacking, uh, lagging or old regime. I'm starting over. This is what I want to do. If you feel that confident about it, then I think you have to pull the trigger. I hear you. And I agree. I, I agree with you in some areas. But all I can say is, as I alluded to before, as I alluded to yesterday, and I'm going to repeat my, I'm going to continue to say it, the Houston Texans cannot afford to lose Clowney. Maybe if we would have done things different in free agency, 
And I get that point. They cannot afford to lose Clowney. And I understand what you're saying about, you. hell, one of those draft picks might end up an all-time great. At the end of the day, we don't know that. They might end up being subpar players. They might end up being busts. And what are you going to do? And my biggest thing is, and this is like the biggest thing that's bugging me outside of the fact that you cannot lose Clowney. What are you going to do? You trade Clowney. You get these young young players in. You have to wait for them to to develop. By the time they develop and by the time they start making this Pro Bowl and being named to this all-team, you got other guys. You're wasting their prom. Like like, um, Hopkins. Like J.J. Watt. Pretty soon... Like Deshaun Watson, like the Texans should not be in a situation where you are wasting at least those three guys' prom. Well, especially, especially Hopkins. I don't think that uh, Watson is in his prom yet. So when into that case, I don't think we can mention him because this is only his second year going into his third year. At the end of the day. But at the end of the day, he's still on that rookie deal. And, uh, and, and there's a formula I'm starting to see in the NFL, unless the doggone New England Patriots. It's, it's, it's quarterbacks that's on rookie contracts be the ones with the most potentials to at least help a team win the Super Bowl. Right. We and just we, saw we that. We talked about it, too. With, with, with Seattle. Right. If you so, if you have a, a quarterback like a Baker Mayfield, like a Patrick Mahomes, exactly. you know, those kind of guys, even, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson. But you don't see. You have five years to get something done because after that five years, if he is still the guy at quarterback that they are, like Patrick Mahomes would win the MVP. Like mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield in the awesome rookie season he had. Even like, like Russell Wilson. Wilson. What we literally just saw. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. But here's the thing. When the Russell Wilson got his money, what happened soon? Clark got traded and they got picks back. So the prime of Deshaun Watson, I don't want to bring him up yet because this is going to be his third year. And he has. But what? Hopkins and Watt, I can see that. The thing about Watt is he's experienced some things. And I think. A prom is not going to matter when it comes to him because well, I mean, he still wants to win one. Mm-hmm. Even with Hopkins, I think as long as you have a player like Deshaun Watson, I think Hopkins can still produce. The thing I'm looking at is just this aspect. Those three guys can't win you a championship. And if you want to say to David, that those four guys can't win you a championship. But if you can get one of those guys, and we've, we've talked about it, Watt is not going to go anywhere. We know the Hopkins and Watson, though, that duo, duo is not going to go anywhere. If you can get picks back to get players that you are high on, that you evaluate, and you feel like can help your team more than what he can, then you pull that trigger. You just say those four is not going to win you a championship, but I guarantee I guarantee Clowney, in the midst of those three guys, will get the Texans a hell of a lot closer to a championship than any of the guys that they can draft in this year's draft. Oh, we don't know that because it hasn't happened yet. And we've also seen things that we've been critical of about not being able to play full games, about tiring out. So evaluating that, and I just mentioned in a couple years, we've even heard about it right now. This has been um, Mahomes' first four year, and he's won an MVP. Mm-hmm. So we've heard rumors about him getting a $200 million contract. If you don't knock things out and really get to where you want to get 
in your first five years of having your, your rookie quarterback, franchise quarterback moving forward, then it gets difficult. That's why Kansas City traded for Frank Clark. That's why they gave him their bag because they want to make sure they put pressure. Guys, today is the draft. Enjoy yourself. Don't go out and be stupid. Don't, don't. <laughs> Don't be that guy to boo and yell and get into just bar fights. Boo. I don't understand. No, I like, fans I like boo. the booing. Except Why? If, you, if you're Philly, it's just fan. The fans. No, no Philly should keep booing because every time they boo, they end up with damn near one of the best players of their franchise. That's true. Um, but just go out and act accordingly. You know what I mean? Act like your organization. Conservative, nice, good people. Um, but you can always catch us on LockedOnTexans.com, Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, this is the Locked On Texans. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and to the right of me. Cody Davis making sure that Clowney does not get traded. He is on a Clowney train in the Clowney car. I mean, I, I am, but I'm not. I'm looking for options. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm right. the guy that asks the girl what she wants to eat, and she don't know. So we're just looking for options right now. Until next time, you guys be safe. Again, Locked On Texas Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network and you can argue that Go Texans. Boys on Parade, party kids. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston, Texas. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Every day.